0: Hey, 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 everybody, and what is going on? Welcome back to another episode of the Edmo Show, The Car Talk. Uh, Today, I'm going to talk a little bit about the collection of the debates that's been going on. Um, As, of course, many of you can see uh, or watched, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris had their debate last night, uh, last week, or I believe, um, Trump and Biden had their debate now one thing I could really say uh I wasn't really as enthused about this debate between Kamala and and Pence um Kamala was definitely for lack of a better word bitchy um during the debate, she's like, yeah, I'm Kamala, yeah, I'm talking, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm talking, excuse me, I'm talking, you know, that being, like, uh, just an arrogant, just an arrogant female to, to really, you know, describe my perception of it in a nutshell, uh, Pence was definitely long-winded, um, like, he was constantly being, uh, told, like, you know, told that he was out of time when he was talking, Um, I kind of wish Pence had really, like, wrapped up his words in, you know, in, in like, more conducive or more concise and short and sweet and simple uh, responses, but what I will say is Pence definitely deserved a lot of the time to talk because Kamala was making all sorts of accusations against him and against Trump and against their administration and pretty much telling bold-faced lies. Now, what I will say is, I did appreciate that the moderator, um, she did call Kamala out for um, the Green New Deal that was on her and Biden's uh, campaign pages. Um, As you guys probably know, like Biden talked about during his debate with Trump that he is not for the Green New Deal uh, he doesn't support the Green New Deal, but on his campaign page, he is, and he talked about in the past how he was for the Green New Deal. So it's this this political like hopscotch that you know that you, you really see. in pretty much, Kamala was definitely defending Biden, and a lot of I mean, well, both of them were de- were defending their their presidential you know partners, but. Kamala definitely was trying to defend a lot of what Biden said and has said publicly. Um, So kudos to the moderator. However, like I wasn't really I wasn't really enthused about it. I mean, now one thing I will say is that Kamala was lying the entire time. Like and especially how she brought up like she tried to acknowledge the fact that she was Elected like the first black AG in California And all this other stuff I'm like Kamala One you're not black Two when you were elected AG It didn't say anything about you being black So And it looked like it, It was like It pained her to say That she was the first black AG Because she knew it wasn't true And one thing It was definitely like a back and forth Back and forth between the two of them I will say I have a love-hate for the internet because that fly on Pence's head stole the show. And even I was watching, I was like, wow. (laughs) And the memes didn't make it any better. So, I mean, that that was just hilarious. But a lot of the questions that were asked were... They were definitely loaded questions um, to really... Assault the, the, the administration now, I, I'm not going to sit here and say that the, the Trump administration is perfect And hell, no administration is perfect However, what I will say is If you really look at the record The actual record Not what Washington Post Or all these opinion pieces What they have to say When you look at the actual record Of the two administrations Trump has the better record Even though he's only been in politics for three years. They talked a lot about the Obama years. The Obama years was terrible, but people have short-term memories. The Obama years were awful. Biden, like, like, Biden's been in politics for 47 years. He hasn't really done anything to really benefit the country in any way. The only thing, sorry, I got like this obnoxious mustang gt in front of me that has all this sound and no giddy up but biden's administered biden's um like record for over his 40 50 years has been terrible and i really love the fact that pence called him out about the whole china thing pence i mean biden has been getting paid under the table and has been supporting china for years, his son, Hunter, is getting paid millions of dollars. So, it's like kudos to Biden. I mean, kudos to Pence for really like hitting the facts, you know, in the head where they belong. But it, it, it I felt like his performance was lackluster because... It, because Kamala was using uh, talking points from the media. She was really regurgitating whatever the, the mainstream media has said. And unfortunately, people identify with that. It's a lot easier for people to, to digest that than when Pence is actually saying, check the facts. Like, when Pence is actually telling the truth. H1N1, like, had it been as dangerous or as viral as the coronavirus... Obama's administration would have been shot, and it was true. Obama left nothing behind. He didn't leave any sort of 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 uh, disease care and all this other stuff. A lot of that, you know, uh, Trump has had to do on his own and on the fly. And the economy, Trump's economy, is way better than any economy pre-COVID, before the last couple administrations. Now, one thing I would like to say about when they were talking about the Green New Deal. Biden and, and Kamala are talking about going back to the to the Paris Climate Accords. Pence was right. Every country that is in the Climate Accords is paying more money and hasn't even really reduced their carbon footprint. H- however, we pulled out under the Trump administration and we, we've like, like, Decapitated our our carbon footprint. Now, I'm all for innovation. I'm all for innovation. I'm all for new technology, better technology. I'm always I'm always for the bigger, better thing if it actually works. And one thing that the Green New Deal, what they're trying to do is they're trying to eliminate fracking. They're trying to eliminate fossil fuels. They're trying to eliminate uh, coal. They're trying to eliminate all these other means of of energy, and they wanna switch over to uh, solar, wind, and all this other stuff. However, the consistency is just not there. I'm not saying that these are bad options or they shouldn't be used, but the consistency, the consistent output of energy is just not there. As we're going into October, it's getting darker earlier. By 7 p.m., it's dark. Versus over the summertime, it doesn't really get dark until 8.30, almost 9 o'clock. So, the consistency. Wind. Wind doesn't always have, doesn't always travel in the same direction. It doesn't always have the same strength. Like, and then let's just say, okay, in a hurricane. All right, a hurricane happens. It has, like, 100-mile gust winds. All right, cool. These these uh, wind turbines will be working overtime. And putting out a ridiculous amount of power, but then let's just say what happens after the storm when it goes back to normal when you have ten degree uh mile gust. Like that's not that's nowhere near the same consistency. Hydro, nowhere near the same consistency. Because we have like tides that, that happen throughout the day. You have morning tides, you have evening tides. You have tides that are higher and stronger when during like the the waning wax of the moon or whatever. So they want to use these energy sources that just aren't consistent. And I got a funny story about this. I got in trouble and I got uh, in, in school during my, this is my capstone for my degree. I had a professor who claimed to be a, a PhD engineer teaching a, a uh, strategic management course. All right. He sat here and he talked about all the same thing, this whole Green New Deal. He, he touted this whole Green New Deal thing and said, he literally said that oil and gas, are they're obsolete, they're, they're not useful, they're not good for the environment and all this other stuff. I was like, okay, so what is the option? And he said, well, we gotta go over to hydro, solar and wind. And I said, okay, well, how are we gonna produce the products that we need to create this energy from solar, wind, and water. You're still gonna need fossil fuels. And I asked him the question, name me one company where they can mine using renewable energy, solar energy. They're building their products, they're mining for resources with solar energy or hydro energy. Name me one, couldn't do it. Then he got frustrated and said, "Well, if you know so much, why are you in my class?" And I said, "Well, I'm just I'm answering the question. You want me to participate? I am participating in the, in this discussion. Name me a company that deals with only a manufacturing company and a mining company. Name me a mining and manufacturing company that only uses machines that utilize solar, wind, and hydro energy. You cannot do it. There isn't one. Now I said." Now, the only alternative, if you want to get off of um, gas and coal and all this other stuff, the only alternative would be nuclear. Then he tried to say, well, nuclear is obsolete. And I said, well, how is it when our U.S. Navy uses it to power our submachines? It's not obsolete for them. A lot of our submarines can be submerged for days, weeks, months at a time with only using nuclear energy. And then he tried to say, well, the nuclear waste. Well, there's companies that actually buy the nuclear waste to make products out of it. So needless to say, I had to repeat that class. <laughs> but that again, that the one thing that I wish that Trump and Pence would do is push nuclear. I mean, yes, in a lot of these, a lot of these backward countries are still using crude. Fossil fuels, crude, uh, you know, cr- crude energy resources, which is creating a ridiculous amount of carbon. The only way you want to combat carbon is if you want to use nuclear. But people are so afraid of nuclear, even despite its proven history. The fact that we still use it in our armed forces, the fact that we use it in a lot of our, in a lot of our technology in the military, that. So nuclear isn't good for around the country. Now, we can still utilize solar energy. We can still utilize wind. We can still utilize hydro. However, if the goal is to get off of fossil fuels and oil and and coal and all this other stuff, then we have to find another alternative that has the same consistency. And there's only a handful of people... There are only a handful of lobbyist groups. There's only a handful of representatives that are pushing for nuclear energy. However, like nuclear, because of the whole Chernobyl thing or the, uh, the was three mile island up in New York, people are afraid to use nuclear. However, our technology is, is far surpassed what we were using in the past. So I, I really wish that Pence and Trump would work on things that would bring a, a new change or be new alternatives, like when we're talking about energy, they try to get Pence on the whole healthcare thing, saying, uh, you know, Biden said, oh, he's going to ex- he's going to reinforce, he's going to expand Obamacare. Well, Obamacare, you could not afford to get sick on it. A lot of people lost their doctor. Obama lied and said if you if you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. That was a lie. And on top of that, if one thing about economics is that anything that the government subsidizes gets more expensive we see that in public school education the more money that the government throws at public school education the worse it gets the more expensive it gets like we are still using things like we're still using books we're still using all these other like Crude means of educate or ways to educate our kids when we're living in a technological age. Really, there is no real reason to send your kids to a brick and mortar school. COVID has shown us that. During my interview with Merrill Rutledge that is coming out uh, Monday, we talked about that. We, we talked about that it would be better for educators to become entrepreneurs because that way they can sell their services they would make teachers would get paid more and parents would pay less if the school if education kind of went back to what it was but with a new twist because in the start of american history or hell throughout human history education was largely privatized if you had the means you could pay for a really good professor Case in point, one of my favorite historical figures, Alexander the Great. Alexander the Great was was tutored by Aristotle, who was a philosopher who was also a student of Socrates. So in, in some way, like, yeah, having money does get you better access to other things. However, kids were still being educated, even coming from poor families, because they learned trade. They learned skills. They, you know... As we see through the, from the Bush years This whole common core thing doesn't work Trying to teach kids The same thing Or try to use the same Rubric or whatever And then this whole make believe math Or uh, go with what you feel And all this other stuff, it just doesn't work Some kids aren't really good at school I wasn't one of them I was not a straight A student Like I hated school I did not like being in school. Even now, in my in my 20s and 30s, being in college, I hate school. The only reason why I'm doing it is because that way it gives me better opportunities. But one thing I have noticed is people with straight A's tend to be employees. The C, D, the B through D students tend to be entrepreneurs. And it's funny how that works out. And... This is not to go on people who got good grades, but I've seen so many kids growing up who prided themselves on on their GPA and and all this other stuff. Who were so ingrained in books and so ingrained in the lesson and so ingrained in the in the in the syllabus and the rubric, they didn't challenge themselves on anything else. They just completed the task and turned it in. And yeah, they outshine everybody, but. They that that's they they pretty much train themselves to be hardworking followers. But you saw the the average kid, the the B student, the C student, you know, and and I believe B students are really A students, but they don't care about the class. C students just eh. I was a B and C student. I didn't really care about school because my mind. None of this stuff is really going to help me later on in life Because I was already exposed To life as a kid By working with my dad So why should I care About who wrote uh, Such and such Or in the year 1812 Yada 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 I mean it's interesting to know but eh, It's not going to make or break my life Or I don't really use Anatomy like that I don't really use chemistry like that I don't use, like, majority of the stuff I learned in school, I don't use. It's it's a check in the box. Yeah, I got a high school diploma. Yeah, I got a bachelor's degree. And I'm even found with my bachelor's degree, a lot of stuff that I was learning was really theory. So, when we're talking about education and, and all this other stuff with the Biden plan, with the Pence plan... Or the, the, the Biden Trump plan or whatever One thing that I really wish that A politician would do Is reduce the size of government Get out of the way Let people Take care of themselves Yeah it's going to be hard Because we've produced Two to three generations now That is so dependent on the government People are afraid To be To attain things on their own As I'm sitting here driving to work, there's a kid outside selling drinks, selling lemonade, Gatorade, water, and all this other stuff. As long as there's a will, there's always a way. And (laughs) it's like, I really, I really want to hear a politician that, and don't get me wrong, that this episode is not pro-Trump, anti-Biden, all this stuff. I'm speaking my mind like... This is something that I wish a politician would do on all levels. Be for smaller government, be for the people. Let the people decide what's best for them. Now, one thing I will say about Trump is, while Trump wants to, uh, and I I kinda wish he would've done it in the first couple years when he had both the House and the Senate, was get rid of Obamacare. But we do know that certain things came up, you know, certain Republicans weren't for him, they were really anti-Trump and all this other stuff because he was disrupting the establishment. But I really wish that they would have got rid of Obamacare, I really wish that Trump could get rid of the Department of Education like that, that he can get rid of it today if he wanted to because it's within the executive branch. I really wish that they would get rid of the Department of Education because it hasn't been benefiting anyone. Let the states control what they do with education. Let the parents of the children who are funding these local these community schools let them ha- let them decide what what's going to happen with their schools. Let these celebrities that talk about all this stuff like oh, what politicians should and should not do, you know, who who like uh, some of them who donate money, some of them who don't. Let them donate to what the, what causes, you know, move them. And one thing that bothers me about American people is that they have no faith in people. They have no faith in each other. They want the government to do it. And whenever you try to get the government to mandate something, it's always going to hurt the people. You know, uh, the, Kamala said, well... Um, Biden's not going to tax anyone who is making less than400,000. Why? I mean, you tax the people who are making 400 plus, you're ultimately taxing the lower and middle class because these people didn't get to be $400,000 people by being stupid. They're either gonna leave, or park their money somewhere else or they're going to make up their money through pricing price controls and rate increases so like who are you really hurting you're not hurting the rich the rich will always the rich who are rich now will always be rich the, these people that are making $400,000 they they're going to they, they're going to have their money and they're not even really clear on who qualifies as $400,000 people. It, it could be like, is it how much you make annually? But then we have to go into your investments. What if, what if there's someone who has been investing since they were a kid, since they got a part-time job at McDonald's, and they've been parking their money through time, and I know a couple people like that, who actually had great parents who taught them about investing, who invested their money ever since they got their first job have been investing ever since and then they, they're they 30 years old, 40, 50 years old and they have over $400,000 in retirement funds. Are you going to be taxing them at a ridiculous rate? Because that's very common. Are you going to be taxing people who make wise investment decisions by Picking stocks, or getting escrows, or indexes, and all this other stuff that generate a lot of money. Are you going to be taxing them? So who are these four hundred thousand dollar people that you're talking about? Is it going to? What about the the family who has, who lost a loved one, and their family took out a million dollar life policy, and now they're the beneficiaries? You didn't say anything about you're going to eliminate the death tax. So after funeral taxes and all this other stuff And possibly paying off everything else What if a, a, a person Who has a, a recently deceased parent After paying everything off They're left with $400,000 After paying whatever expenses Are you going to be taxing them? So we got to be clear on Who qualifies and who doesn't Because there, There's so much gray area in that and that's why Kamala can sit here and lie through her teeth, talk about what Biden is and isn't gonna do, but what we saw under Obama is that they jacked up the taxes. We were paying more in taxes in the Obama years. Now, one thing that I really, I really, really, really wish that both Trump and Pence, even Biden and Kamala would say is, A lot of the financial strain, especially with COVID, is at the state level, not the federal level. You have these state local politicians that are making these policies about your money. They're the ones raising your taxes. They're the ones like not putting safety things in in place to protect people. It's not Trump. It's it's. It's not any of these people. It's not the federal government. It's these local politicians. It's the governors. It's the it's the city councilmen. It's the state level legislators. It's these people. Like who? Like when? When are when are politicians going to be honest about where things are? I mean, I don't think it's fair for for Trump to take the hit. For Corona when he did what he did In his lane The federal government has their lane The executive branch has their lane The senate has their lane Congress has their lane The judicial system has their lane State has their lane You can't The One thing that I really wish That people would stop doing is Thinking that the president is the king of the land He's not He is the head of the executive branch That's it Outside the executive branch Like, his powers are really mute. Unless it has something to do with something that came from the executive branch, the president can't do anything. If he's giving you money, like in the case of education, he can stop doing that. That's within his power. But the president can't make laws. He, yeah, he has executive order powers But executive order powers can really Violate the constitution as we saw in Obama years As we saw during the Bush years The legislative makes laws The legislative branch The judicial system just makes sure That it's in line with the constitution So When are we going to start Educating people or reminding people What the, what the powers And authorities that these people actually have And what lane that they actually belong in Because we can sit here and say, well, Trump did X, Y, and Z with COVID all day. Yeah, the president has the authority to stop people from coming in the country that is within his power, can limit travel to whatever country that is within the limit of his power, but the president can't sit here and tell what a a state senator or what a, a governor can do with their state unless it has something dealing with federal funds. Unless it's something dealing with taxes from the Fed Because the IRS is underneath the president So Like we, What about all those politics? What about you know When Cuomo is leading You know all these people In COVID like He has the most COVID deaths and rates In, in the entire country What about whatever her face is Up in Michigan When she's putting people that are positive for COVID in nursing homes we don't talk about them but you're so worried about what the president does the president only can do but so much and I'm real sick and tired of both sides of the fence talking about that like ignoring that trying to make it seem like the president is the end all be all no he's not And then she made her little lie about about Lincoln and, and how he said it wasn't right to put a justice and he wanted to wait even though Lincoln won. But Congress wasn't in session. So and one thing that people forget is that back then, Congress only met a handful of times. It wasn't a all-year-round, 365-day type deal like it is today where you have these congressmen and these senators that like tend, seem to always be in session and they're getting paid back then if you were a congressman or a senator you had a nine to five you had a day job you were a public servant then and you weren't rich well you didn't get rich off of it i mean nine times out of ten you were already rich going in but you didn't get rich off of it so like like we really got to, we really got to check the facts. And I love it when Penn said, yeah, you're entitled to your own opinion, but you're not entitled to the facts. Facts are what they are. And Kamala seems to forget that. People seem to forget that because I see a lot of people on social media that try to make their opinions fact when it's not. And then if you ever want to start a fight with someone, just say, okay, give me proof. Show me where this person said this. Show me where it says X, Y, and Z in law. Like, I, it's, it's, it's real funny. Like, <laughs> over the past couple weeks, and this, this always seems to be around election year, especially when they want to talk about racism and, and racial injustice and all this other stuff. Uh, name me a policy where it targets blacks specifically. The only thing I could really say is affirmative action. That targeted blacks and minorities specifically for the benefit. But I I I have not seen a law that specifically hurts people of a specific ethnicity. Now, I can say that there are probably politicians who have motives and, and plans and goals and all this stuff. But the at best I can say these are the policies that will hurt people within this group. Or hurt people within this tax bracket, but I can't find any laws that that target people in a negative way. So it's and then let's talk about like and I loved it when Pence called Kamala out on her uh, on her law enforcement history as being the A.G. and a lawyer and all this other stuff, and then she tried to say. Well, uh, when I became AG, body cams became standard. But LA, but the the L, was it? LA sheriffs, they just got body, they made body cams mandatory this year in 2020. So why are you lying? Again, like, we really got to get hip to understanding this language that they speak and really fact checking because... Sometimes, and I will say, a lot of the stuff that Kamala said sounded good. It sounded okay. Pence was long winded, which kind of irritated me, but like, but once you start looking at the facts, the facts are what they are. You can't hide that. You can try, but it is what it is. Kamala lied. Biden lied. Biden's trying to paint this uto this utopian thing about the obama years forgetting the fact that blm got started during the obama administration all this racial tension really ramped up not to say that it was created cuz there's always been racial tension but it got worse under the obama years and it just seemed to finally explode during the trump years because trump is president so it's just, ah, like, I, I could talk about politics all day. And I really hope you guys tune in Monday to really check out the interview that I had with uh, Virginia governor candidate Merrill Rutledge because, like, ooh, there was so much that was discussed there from um, talking about healthcare, talking about COVID response, talking about education, talking about gun rights. I, I can say one of the things that I talked about was I believe that gun rights are women's rights. And he, he agreed with me. But you have these politicians like Kamala Harris and Joe Biden that want to take your guns. They even said, we're going to take your AR-15s, we're going to take this, we're going to take that. But not really acknowledging the fact that how many women have been saved by guns, either through the fact of having a gun or by someone who had a gun. Like we want to talk about racial injustice Like and people want to say Well look at history and all this other stuff But when you look at history A lot of times when when Black people were targeted by These racial groups like the KKK Which was a army Of the Democratic Party They took guns From black people They tried to legislate the fact that black people could not have guns So it's like how how quick we forget, and it's. It, it, I, I'm just gonna say this: I was not happy with the debates. I was very bored. It was very lackluster for me, um, which I kind of expected. Pence was being a politician. He was being a seasoned politician. He did he did have some good points, however, it just it didn't move me. I mean, it just felt like he was setting the record straight, setting the record straight or like he did call her out on a lot of things, but it just it didn't it didn't move me. It didn't it didn't do anything for me specifically. But I and and this is not just about Trump or Pence, but I really I really wish that politicians would start being honest, which is a tall Which is a tall order because politicians will always. Politicians are are salesmen without a product. They try to sell you on an idea, sell you on a dream that they don't have. They can't show you, you can't test it, you know, like, that's why I, I really... I would really hope that people would start getting a little bit more involved. You don't have to get involved to the degree that I am, because trust me, there's some people like that are way above me in involvement. But at least learn, at least learn more about politics and what the dos and don'ts are, and what these politicians and these branches of office, or branches of government, can do and not do, because it's easy. To give up your rights Or buy a product That you're not going to want later The Democratic Party Is trying to sell everybody On this whole socialist utopia Where you, Everyone has has The minimum wage is $15 an hour And we're going to take away all the scary black guns So that way no one gets shot We want to defund the police But we want to uh, push abortion Up until 8 minutes after birth we want to do this. We, we want to legalize drugs, but and Like, it's like, come on. Really? We want to tax the rich, you know, at a ridiculous rate, but we're not going to mess with your taxes. Which you are, arbitrarily. So, it's like... It's... I'm It's like when I talk to people about politics, especially now with this election season and and people tell me who they vote for, which you can vote for, whoever the hell you want to vote for, for whatever reason. But it's just funny how I find people who are conservative, people who are independent, but politically astute, how they will say I'm I'm voting for Trump. Or I'm voting for Joe Jurgensen Because of their policies And they can name me their policies But when I hear people about Biden They're just like Oh because I just don't want Trump in office Okay What does that that What, what does that even mean Like what policies stood out to you Oh I just don't want Trump in office Okay but what policies Well Trump is a racist Okay but Policies. I can tell. I can speak on Biden's policies because I've read them. Did Did you like the fact that he wants to put us back in the in the Paris Climate Accords, which will only, which we're going to be paying millions of dollars year over year, and we're only going to reduce climate change supposedly by one percent in the next hundred years? Uh, Do you want more uh, Obamacare, where now not only is pretty much a first step to socialize healthcare to where now we're going to have waiting lines the rich are still going to have their private physicians which your healthcare is going to get worse products are going to get more expensive you're going to be paying more out the ass there but they're saying you're not going to pay for it directly but your taxes are going to which you're going to get taxed at a higher rate on a federal level which you're going to be losing more money in the end so your fifteen dollars an hour that they're promising you is really going to be like seven dollars an hour after all the taxes, and then the price of products are going to go up. So, what what's so great about their policies? Oh, they want to make education free for people um, who make under a uh, hundred twenty thousand, or a household that makes under twenty thousand dollars, which realistically is only like people who, if you got a couple that are making. a year, which, I mean, come on now. But then it's only two and four-year institutions, but if everybody gets a degree, then pretty much it's going to be like a high school diploma, and everyone has a high school diploma. It's really hard to get a job if you have a high school, like with just a high school diploma, but it is possible, but it's really unlikely because now people want you to have a PhD because everyone has a bachelor's degree just to get a job, at least in the government, that's paying you $60,000. Where's the logic here? Cause I don't see it. I mean, we could talk about the, at least on the, on the Trump plan, we could talk about how he wants to roll back regulations, which will make it a lot easier for people to start businesses and businesses that will grow over time and hire people and impact the community at a local level because entrepreneurs and if we get rid of the minimum wage, that means people can actually set their prices. Small businesses won't be impacted as much because now everyone's competing for services and and products. But not only that, Trump wants to push money towards low income urban communities to help them with public programs and employment processes and also help people buy houses but also he wants to reduce taxes which he's already done he wants to get rid of the Obamacare plan hopefully he's putting people in place that eliminate abortion which we can stop artificially inflating our economy or our workforce with foreigners who have less education but somehow manage to make more money than you because they work harder than you and they actually build businesses so I can tell you why I'm voting for a Trump or a Joe Jurgensen or someone. I can tell you why I would vote for a Merrill Rutledge, but you can't tell me why you would vote for Pence. I mean, well, why, I'm sorry, I'm getting too confused. You can't tell me why you would vote for Biden because you, you don't know anything about the Biden plan. You won't read the Biden plan. You think that Biden is going to be the better option because you think you're going to get the hell that we lived in in the Obama years again Because it was hell There were so many people losing jobs There were so many people losing money There were so many people losing their houses So and then they try to equate that if someone had a part-time job or a volunteer job They were actually employed even though they were still on public assistance so you want more government influence, even though you want to defund the police, even though you want to have like, you want all this free stuff, you want the government to do more, but do less. You feel like the the America's racist, but you want the government to do more for you. But you want to elect the person who actually worked with segregationists, who actually worked, who actually con, uh, helped draft the 1994 crime bill, which incarcerated a lot of black men, But somehow, he's the better option. Even though after 40, 50 years, he has nothing to show for it other than a failed senatorship, bad policies, and a horrible vice presidency. And then you want to have a VP who's a woman who spent most of her career locking up black men. Okay. Got it. So... And this is not this is just Edmo speaking. This is not anyone else on the Edmo show staff and crew and whatever. But if we're going to sit here and talk about these things or if you're going to open your mouth about how Biden and Harris are the best candidates for America, at least let's have an educated discussion about it. Other than the fact that we don't want Pence. I mean, we don't want Trump. We don't want Pence. We don't want this. We don't want that. Because I'm telling you, if 47 years of nothing has shown you what you're going to get, if that doesn't sway you, nothing will. However, this is America. You can vote for whoever you want for whatever reason you want. But don't sit here and attack people publicly or don't sit here and attack people on social media or in real life because they want to wear a CAG hat or MAGA hat, or they can say why they're voting for a Trump-Pence candidacy or a Joe Jergensen candidacy, but you can't sit here and say why you're voting for Pence other than the fact that you hate Trump because he's mean, allegedly racist, in his tweets. You don't have an argument, but vote based off of your feelings so that we can keep having these same problems over and over and over again because that's what we've been doing we've been voting on our feelings we've been voting for people who tell us what we want to hear and we're locked into like this this whole poisonous relationship that we have with our local state and federal government where they promise us great things and don't deliver or they underdeliver, deliver because they keep they want to keep you on the hook wanting more but that's just me anyway guys That's my rant. That's my car talk for today. What did you guys think about the debate? I thought I didn't like it. It was boring. Um, I thought Trump's and Biden's was a little bit more entertaining, Um, even though Pence did have some good. He did. He did come equipped with the facts. He did in a nice Christian way, kind of bitch slap Kamala Harris. Kamala being the uh, annoying, lonely aunt that many of us probably know, that will say, I'm talking, I'm talking, thanks. <laughs> what did you guys think? I thought it was, eh, I could have done without it. But eh, I'm just one person. But um, please guys, make sure you guys tune in Monday for the interview with Merrill Rutledge. Um, it's, I'm telling you, it's gonna be a really good uh, discussion. It's gonna be very informative. We're really gonna be brainstorming a lot of ideas at the local level. And we're going to mention some, some federal level stuff. Um, if you guys have not heard, we do have a Teespring store out at teespring.com. Just look up the Edmo show store uh, where we have COVID masks. We have, uh, we have bigger, better deal t-shirts. We have um, uh, the BBD. We got uh, shooter shoot. We got a whole bunch of merch that's rolling out right now. Please support us help us get better equipment, help us uh, potentially hire people. That's what we want to do. We are trying to grow the Edmo show into its own company to where we can actually hire people. We want to hire writers, editors, um, researchers, all these stuff. Like we're really trying to grow this into a business. So by help, by supporting us at the Teespring store, you help us with that. Then we can, and we'll promise you, we are going to work toward getting you guys better products better designs, and all types of other stuff. So please support the show. Please help us out. Um, And make sure you guys tune in every Monday for the regular EDMO show talks um, where we we talk about virtually everything. And every Saturday where we have the Bible series where it is me and I have some guests that want to come on. Uh, where we're going to sit here, we're going to read through the Bible. We started at Genesis. Uh, we're still in Genesis right now. We're working our way to Revelation. And we're really going to be brainstorming these things from from different perspectives. For me, someone who was an atheist, who is now back to being a child of God. Uh, I'm going through some of the stuff that I still struggle with. Um, and hopefully, the uh, as I'm going through it, you guys go through it too. You guys send in your questions or your concerns. And yeah. Yeah. Uh, We're also working on some other uh, stuff, too, to give you guys a more well-rounded show. Um, And if you guys have any ideas, please email the show at at edmoshow at gmail.com. Please get involved on Facebook at the Edmo Show listener group, um, where you guys can pitch your ideas, pitch your memes, or whatever else. And if you guys want to be like Mrs. Baker and you guys want to be on a show, um, please email us or hit us up on Facebook. Let us know what your ideas are. We'll sit here. We'll shoot the. We'll shoot ideas back and forth, and we'll get you guys scheduled. So until then, I will see you guys later. Bye.